My name is Becky Taylor and I'm a transformational coach dedicated to helping you become the very best version of yourself possible. On this podcast, I'll be sharing conversations with incredible people from all around the globe who have been massively influential in my life in the hope that their knowledge can in some way benefit you. Along with life-changing conversations, I'll be sharing my ever-expanding knowledge from years of studying the mind, body and spirit, as well as incredible breakthroughs experienced by clients. I'm constantly in awe of the power of our minds and love tapping in and making change on a subconscious level. So if growth and evolution are the essence of who you are, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Be Your Best Self podcast. On this episode, I've got beautiful Lucy Doubleday from Inspired Health Collective joining me. Lucy is a fully qualified personal trainer with a passion for women's health and wellness. Lucy's time within the industry has gifted her with experiences in different fields of education, both personal and professional, that have enabled her to develop her philosophy on health within the industry. Lucy knows that no two bodies are the same. Each of us are unique. We have our own blueprints, different genetic makeups and different psychological behaviours, which is why Lucy takes an individualised approach for her coaching. Lucy's passionate about educating women on proper exercise techniques and helping her clients to overcome resistance to change by using a structured approach and I can vouch for this. Lucy's aim is to support her clients to figure out what they want to achieve and what's been stopping them from doing so. She then works with her clients to create a plan for action and her focus is to empower facilitation rather than prescription. I met Lucy late in 2018 and from our first meeting, I just knew Lucy was an incredible lighthouse, such a bright star. And when I come across fellow women who are passionate about helping other women, I'll support them 110%. I started training with Lucy before Christmas and I never thought I'd hear myself say this, but I love it. I look forward to my sessions each week and I'm so happy with not only how good I'm feeling physically but emotionally and psychologically as well. We all know how good movement is for our mind and spirit and working with Lucy just skyrockets that incredible feeling even more. Lucy met me where I was at with my fitness level and each week we build upon it. I'm making progress each week but not spending the days following my sessions in excruciating pain. I didn't know personal training with that intense pain was possible. (laughs) Lucy's also incredibly aware and has spent a lot of time working on her mind as well as her body. I learn something new from Lucy each time I connect with her and I'm incredibly grateful for her sharing her time with us and for you to get to know her a little better. So let's not wait another second and welcome Lucy to the show. Lucy, thanks so much for being open to chatting today. Hi, Becky. Thank you for having me and uh, for your kind words. Very lovely of you. You're welcome. I'm so excited and grateful for you to share your time and wisdom with us. And I have no doubt that all our listeners will be a much better version of themselves by the end of the show. Thank you. Uh, Before we get started, though, I like to ask all my guests a question. And the reason for this is I find so many of my coaching clients terrified of allowing themselves to do this one thing and even more afraid of other people seeing them do it. And that one thing, believe it or not, is crying. So if you feel comfortable, of course, would you mind telling our listeners when the last time was that you cried and why? 
Oh, of course. Um, well, funny you say that because it was actually only a couple of days ago. <laughs> um, I'm dealing just with some personal stuff at the moment and sometimes can get a little bit overwhelming and those emotions arise and, you know, rather than just dismiss them, I just sit with them and acknowledge them and then move forward. And that's to me um, has taken me a long time to kind of overcome because I was always someone who uh, suppressed my emotions a lot. So crying is very therapeutic for me. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. And I agree. And it took me a long time to get to that point as well. I was really frightened to cry. I felt like for a long time, if I started, I wouldn't be able to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Once the floodgates open, but yeah, definitely therapeutic for sure. Thanks so much for sharing. Welcome. So, how did you get involved in personal training? You know, have you always worked out? Have you always been into, you know, health and fitness and looking after yourself? Yeah, well, I've always led a pretty active lifestyle uh, through school and growing up. I was always involved in um, some kind of sport. And I joined a gym when I was 18, so about nine years ago now. And um, when I joined the gym, I was given a couple of free personal training sessions and I just really fell in love with strength training, weight training. And I was really inspired. I thought to myself, this is something I want to do. Like I want to become a personal trainer. And I kind of sat with the idea for a little while and um, yeah, then I just decided it was the right time and got into my studies in 2012. So about, yeah, about seven years ago now. And I, Initially, I got into it not um, for, for myself, for personally. I didn't want to really get into it and make kind of a living out of it. That wasn't my intention. Um, I just wanted to, to gain some, you know, education in that field. So I did and I completed my training in 2013 when I was heavily pregnant with my daughter. Um, during that time um, of me studying, I was actually managing um, a health club here. So that was you know, really good insights to the industry um, being in that field. Um, and yeah, I took some time off and had my daughter and I went back to work when she was about four months old um, with no intention of personal training. I just went back to um, my part-time managing position and you know, there was lots of people that were interested in training and I thought, you know, why not? Let, like I'm going to put myself out there. So I did. And throughout that, um, you know, not only was it benefiting my clients, but it was also benefiting me as well because I was, you know, I was living that healthy lifestyle. So I was able to lead um, by example through my clients. Um, so that's kind of how I got into the industry. Yeah, cool. And so what happened? Talk to me a little bit about that time where, you know, okay, so you join a gym and, you know, and you're really enjoying working out and taking care of yourself and feeling really good. And it's like, okay, well, I'd like to educate myself and learn more, I I suppose, to benefit you and how the body works and to get a really good understanding about it. How do you then transition into feeling, um, I guess, drawn to wanting to help other people and then women in particular, which is what you focus on at the moment? What inspired that? Uh, Definitely becoming a mother and uh, going through that change in life. And I come from a, um, a stage before I fell pregnant where I was, I was fit and I was healthy and I was training all the time. And throughout my pregnancy, I, um, I didn't do much exercise and I didn't eat very well. So I 
I'd gained a lot of weight, um, which is expected when you have a baby, of course. Um, but yeah, I stopped training, stopped exercising, gained some weight. And then after I had my daughter, I just felt really insecure and unhappy. And I felt that I needed to get myself, my head back in the game again, you know, get my head right. And so then I started training, you know, and that, that's kind of how I guess that all unraveled because I came from a position where I knew where, you know, with all the, my education behind me and my experiences behind me, I still felt insecure about walking into a gym because it being 12 months, I hadn't exercised. Uh, I remember actually going back to the gym for the first time after I had my daughter and I, I'm pretty sure I went home and cried because I was so disappointed in how, um, you know, how much of a backward step I took you know, going from being um, really, really active to going back to the gym after having some time off and not even being able to, you know, lunge or squat my body weight. It was, yeah, so that for me was when I thought, right, this is what I'm going to do. And from that, I guess I just got inspired to kind of inspire and help other women because I come from a place of understanding, you know, from being in that space. I guess I knew, I knew how people felt. I knew how women felt. I knew how it felt to walk into a gym and be uncomfortable and not know what to do or, you know, being comfortable because of, you know, how you look or how you feel or so that was my, yeah, I guess that was my driving force. Mm -hmm. And do you think that's a big reason why a lot of women avoid doing, you know, training or they find it hard to get started? You know, like I know gyms can be quite daunting, and there's this whole um, picture in our mind, but not even in our mind, but like social media and, you know, out there about what somebody who works out looks like. And, and that's great. And we look at those pictures and we go, oh, I'd love to be there. But how do I go then and join somewhere if I'm just going to be surrounded with people like that? Because I'm already naturally comparing myself to everybody because that's what society tells me to do, let alone having it in the flesh. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's a really big thing. And social media plays a really big part in that because what's happening is, you know, we get inspired. We want to, we want to start this fitness journey. Where do we start? We jump straight to social media and, you know, initially we can get inspired, but then we can start, you know, we can tend to step out of that space and then start to get intimidated and start to compare ourselves to other people. And it's really tough to get out of that headspace. And always it's you know so much worse in our minds than the actual reality of just going there and starting because everybody starts somewhere but the thing with social media is you don't always see that you don't always see people starting from the bottom you, you usually see people in the peak of their their fitness journey and that's hard to look at and compare yourself to that when you're nowhere near that um so the comparison thing is really really tough and it's it's a hard one to kind of step back from and kind of see the situation for what it is, you know, where, what is it that you want to do and really, you know, initiating and making that first step because you know yourself, you know, that first step just coming into the gym, it's, it's just, it's, that's an amazing achievement in itself. So, and after it's not that bad, you know, you start to slowly build in and you think, yeah, you know, this is actually not as bad as what I thought it was. And I'm speaking from experience and also from um, most of the women I train, they say to me, you know, I've resisted this for so long and it's not actually as bad as what I thought. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's like anything, I suppose, 
when you're doing it for the first time, it's changed, you know, like majority of my clients who come to see me for the first time are quite nervous, you know, and anxious leading up to it. And then once they've done it, you know, sometimes we just need to rip off the bandaid, but there, there is like a whole nother level of pressure and, um, added to it, I think, with social media at the moment and especially in the fitness industry too. And because we don't always know what goes on behind the scenes, you know, it's easy to make out like things that creating somebody's life is perfect on the outside. And you're so right, you know, nobody sees them in the beginning because nobody wants to post what they were like when they first started. That Absolutely. doesn't sell. <laughs> no, not at all. And that's, that's what it's so frustrating, frustrating about the industry. And when I, um, got, when I went back to per, uh, personal training and getting back into my own fitness journey after having my daughter, it was kind of the peak of where Instagram was at, you know, Instagram just come on the scene and every second person had a fitness account. And, you know, I had a fitness account and I was kind of blogging my journey. And, um, at, initially it was great because I felt like I was in a supportive environment. Um, but then I started doing that whole comparison thing and looking at people and thinking, I work out all the time. I eat well. Why don't I look like them? And that, that just unfolded a very unhealthy trail for me. Um, so I was, yeah, doing the whole comparison thing, spending lots of time on social media, not in the real world, only seeing people's highlight reels. I was only sharing my highlight reels. You know, I wasn't sharing all the very low points that were going on in my life at that time. And yeah, social media is so, so portraying and it's, it's such a great tool when it's used correctly, but more often than not, you know, people are using it for self-promotion. They're using it for promotion of business and sometimes more so than not in the health and um, fitness industry, they're doing that at the expense of other people's health. And that's something that I, you know, I feel so strongly about um, changing and that's why I kind of like to educate my clients to you know not to compare themselves to anybody because everybody is so different you know there's not one size fits all approach to anything in life whether that be health and fitness or you know anything there's no there's no one no two no two people are the same yeah definitely so what advice I suppose do you have for and I mean we'll focus on women in particular because that you know that's my focus too and your focus um so somebody who's wanting to start working out, you know, and I guess has turned to social media or Instagram and is following, you know, I guess the main people on there. I'm not really sure who they are. Um, probably don't really want to say names, but say, for instance, they're seeing all of this. Hmm. How can you give them a little bit of a reality check? Like what they're seeing like with your knowledge, how long does it take? What's actually involved in physically looking like that? You know, like in, and what's a really good mindset and realistic expectations and some encouragement for women wanting to, you know, just get a bit fit and healthy and lose a bit of weight? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can speak um, a little bit about my experience in the fitness world of bikini modeling, which I went down, which might be, um, you know, might give you a bit, bit of an indication of what it is like to live that journey and experience that journey from the other side of the screen. Absolutely. Um, if you'd like. Yeah, for sure. That'd be great. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so it was 2014. I, you know, I'd spent, I'd, you know, I'd gotten back to where I was before I started, um, before I had my daughter. I got back to, you know, training regularly, eating well. Um, and I had such a healthy balance. You know, I wasn't 
restricting myself. I wasn't cutting anything out of my diet. I, you know, I ate well, but I also, um, I ate all the foods that I enjoy as well. Um, you know, my regular snacks of chocolate and my coffee and, you know, the things that, um, I enjoy, I was never depriving myself of that. And then I decided to take my training to another level and I wanted to do a bikini competition. And so I started like searching Instagram like mad for all these, um, for all this inspiration for bikini truth. I got in touch with a coach that I kind of had searched Instagram for, and she seemed to have had, um, had good results in her clients. Basically everybody she trained looked the way that I wanted to look. So, um, I didn't really investigate any further. I got in contact with her. There was, um, you know, a couple of email exchanges and I thought, yep, right. I'm going to do this. So I traveled and, um, down and met with her. And then she gave me a diet plan and a exercise plan. So then I went, you know, um, full nail and tooth at it and really, really got into that. Um, and I was eat, my diet plan was really, really restrictive. And I was never one to diet. I never dieted. I just was mindful about what I ate. So I definitely noticed a difference within the first week of my mindset because when you take something away or you tell someone they can't have something, you know, your mind's playing lots of tricks on you. It's telling, it's, you know, when you start to take something away that you've had all the time and tell yourself you can't have it, your body and your mind just, well, mine was, um, was just obsessing over it. So mm-hmm. I was, my diet was restrictive. I was eating seven times a day, um, every two what and a half you, hours. What were you eating? Like what foods were you allowed to eat? So a very limited range. I was having eggs and oats for breakfast. I was eating um, turkey was my choice of protein. Uh, and I was eating turkey, rice and green vegetables four times throughout the day. I was eating uh, a banana and a protein shake post-workout and just um, meat and veg of a night time. So it was very, very restrictive. Um, mm-hmm. I did have what was called a cheat meal every fortnight, three weeks, just depending on how my body composition was changing. Um, and, and it was, you know, like I was, I was small when I started. I was only sitting about probably about 55 kilos. And for my height, that is already quite small. And so I, w- I was dropping lots of weight and I got my lowest I got down to was 46, 47 kilos. And I was small, you know, there was nothing of me, but it was really unhealthy because I just wanted more and more. And I'd wake up every morning and I'd get on the scales and I'd look at myself in the mirror and I'd pick points at my body and say, like, I need to get rid of this little bit of fat and this little bit of fat. But unbeknownst to me, you know, I was so, so thin and I looked so unhealthy, but I just couldn't see it because I was living it. So I did that um, for about, it was about 12 weeks that I did the strict dieting for. Um, And then the show came, like the show arrived. And by that time I was just totally depleted. I'd kind of just had enough, you know, I just wanted to go back to a bit of normality because my life just was consumed by um, cooking, eating, training, sleeping. and you know, in, in the mix of all that too, juggling uh, an 18 month old baby. So life was full on. And, um, I got made it to the show and I achieved what I wanted to achieve, but I had like just a massive epiphany when I was there. I, um, I was on stage and, you know, I, obviously that's what the sport is. You're being judged for how you look and, you know, I'm not 
um, discrediting that industry whatsoever. I think, you know, each to their own, basically. But what I felt when I was on stage was, was I had this massive epiphany where I thought, you know, these people, they're not even making eye contact with me. They're, they're not even calling me by my name. I'm being called out by a number. And I, in that moment, I just wanted to be seen for who I was, not for what I look like. And, yeah, it was a massive, massive wake-up call for me. So that's that kind of, um, yeah, that's, I guess, when my, you know, my awakening and my journey to kind of where I'm at now started, that was kind of my starting point was the end of that journey of the whole bikini competition. For me, personal, my personal experience, it was very unhealthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, if that epiphany hadn't have happened at that point in time, say, for instance, it didn't happen and you continued going, okay, well, what's next? Where's another competition? You know, like how unhealthy, where do you think you would have ended up? Have you thought about that, like where that could have led to? Oh, not really. I guess I haven't really had... I ha- the thought hasn't even really crossed my mind, but I don't think that if I had that moment, if I hadn't had that, I would have just continued how I was, you know. I would have been ch- chasing that ideal body, chasing that perfection, you know, going to extreme lengths just to look a certain way. And I, I don't want to even know where I would have ended up if I kind of didn't have that epiphany at that point that I had had it at. But um, that was you know, I had the epiphany and the big awakening, but it was a very, very dark time in my life because it was kind of the unraveling of, um, you know, myself really, because I was putting all of my worth based on how I looked and I was basing, um, you know, my worth and people's judgments on, you know, my body, who I was on the outside, not who I am on the inside and what I have to give. There was, it was none of that. But, you know, in saying that too, that's what that sport's all about. And I did know that going into that. But I was just very, it was just a very unconscious choice. But I wouldn't take it back because it's really shaped me who today, who I am. So mm-hmm. um, it was a journey though. Like I got, um, I come back and I kind of got back into my training routine and kept my training up. But my eating habits slowly started to go back to how I was eating before. And I was still eating well, you know, I wasn't eating takeaway all the time. I was still eating well, eating structured, but because I had limited myself to, you know, a small group of foods for, you know, a certain period of time, when I started to introduce things, just like, you know, dairy, just a cup of coffee, my body is just like, what is this? Sugar, it just sent my body in overdrive and I started to get immense cravings for sugar. So, and I mean... I think most of us know pretty well um, the detriment that sugar has on our bodies and our mental health and our, you know, emotional health and too much of, um, yeah, too much of it's just not good. So I kind of dealt with, um, not only did I deal with trying to get my eating habits in check, I also dealt with having, my body was changing, you know, I was gaining weight within, I think it was about within 12 weeks, I had put on, I think it was about 15 kilos so I was going from being super, super thin, super lean, you know, size four, some of my clothes, yeah, size four, size six, to then, you know, not even really fitting in size 12 clothes. And that was really, really hard for me. And I took judgment so harshly. Um, I kind of really reclused from um, and just was very introverted and stayed at home. And, you know, I didn't really like to go out of the house much because I was concerned that 
people wouldn't like me anymore because I wasn't thin anymore. And I, you know, I laugh at that now and think that's just utterly ridiculous. But that's where my mind was at because I had based my worth on how I looked. And, you know, I was still immersed in the whole social media, um, Instagram world. And I was looking at these people that had competed around the same time as I was. And, you know, they, they'd gone on and um, achieved what looked to be great things. You know, I was looking at it thinking like, why couldn't have I done that? And why did, you know, why me? You know, that whole um, questioning myself worth based off what other people were doing. And, oh gosh, Becky, it took me such a long time to get out of that headspace. You know, I started, that's when I really started to do a lot of personal work. So I started seeing, you know, um, different kinds of therapists, um, holistic counsellors, holistic practitioners. I started reading lots of um, personal development books, attending personal development seminars, because I just wanted to get an understanding that there was more to life than this. There was more to life than just being, you know, whatever this labelled perfect person is that is socially created, I knew that there was more and I knew that I wanted more for myself and not only for myself, but for my daughter as well. I don't, I don't want her to grow up in a society where she feels like she has the pressure to be a certain way, to look a certain way. I mean, there's already so much pressure on women just to, you know, to be a certain way in, in society already without having, you know, that pressure put on ourselves. So yeah, I, it's been a long journey. Like that's been, it's been going, it's going on four years now since that had all happened. And um, yeah, I've just been doing lots of personal development and inner work and yeah. And how rewarding is that too? Oh, it's so rewarding. You know, like I, I mean, people must look at me sometimes and think I'm such a hobo because I just go out of the house now with like totally crazy, messy hair. Like I'm, wearing daggy clothes and I have no makeup on and I, I'm just totally free though. I don't take on the, the, you know, the criticism or the judgments of other people anymore. Whereas I really used to do that a lot. Like I would not leave the house without a perfect face of makeup on. I wouldn't leave the house. You, you know, you see my, how curly my hair is. I would not leave the house unless my hair was straightened. Nobody knew that I had crazy curly hair, you know? Um, and I just let go of that completely because I was like, you know what? I'm not, what I'm perceived to be on the outside. I know who I am on the inside. And, you know, the people that love me and support me, they see that. And that's all that matters to me. I don't, I don't care about living up to these expectations that are, that have been socially created. Like I'm still on Instagram and I still have my, um, my, you know, my Fitspo page that I created a long time ago, but I've kind of worked that into my business now. So um, it is very, it's structured very differently. I mean, there's no, gym selfies or you know anything like that it's more things that kind of um inspire me which is where um my business came from inspired health collective because i don't know i like i'm a i get inspired by so many things you know i would see something and i um, would just think like that inspires me and that inspires me and i want to be a part of that and you know i take a lot of inspiration from things so i felt that um inspired really needed to be in my business name somewhere and health is obviously the industry I'm in and collective being um you know a collect a collective of what I do because it's not just about health you know it's not just about fitness I feel for me it's about educating women you know empowering women and educating them and inspiring them to be the best version of themselves without all of that other stuff you know and I mean and that's why I say it to you all the time, which is why I love the work that you do, 
because the work that you do is so, so important. And, you know, obviously um, our industries are different, but they work so well together because you can't have, yeah, you can have your health, you can have health, you can have a great body and you can have your, all the fitness thing going on. But if you don't have your mind right, if you, you're dealing with some, you know, unhealthy coping mechanisms or, you know, you're living in um, self-loathing and, um, you know, basing your self-worth of what other people are thinking about you, it doesn't care if you have an amazing body because at the end of the day, none of that matters, you know. You come home to yourself. Like, you're not coming home to society. Absolutely. So well said. That, like, you come home to yourself and you know, a client that I was working with this afternoon, um, the message that, you know, we're working on getting really clear, clear for her is that, you know, I'm always home within myself. I'm always safe within myself. I love and accept myself first and foremost. And therefore I know people love and accept me, you know, people respect me because I respect myself. And that's a message that I instill in all of my clients. And I think is incredibly important because, if you don't have that programming, that belief on the inside, you'll self-sabotage anything that you try to do on the outside that isn't going to be in alignment with what you truly believe. Like you'll be fighting a losing battle. And so since you started working on mindset, personal development, the inside as well as the outside, how has that transformed your life, but especially your business and then your focus on where you want to go within the health collective? Well, I have so many visions for my business, but um, I'm a visionaire, so I like the little bit of um, structure to kind of get that all in place. But, you know, where basically from where I'm at right now, all I want to work on is just empowering women with, you know, training them to be their best self, regardless of whether, you know, whether they want to achieve what did you know depending on what they want to achieve obviously and you know majority of my clients come to me with weight loss goals but I that's kind of the last thing that comes with what I try and incorporate into my training so initially um, I meet with a client we sort out some goals and we decide to take the first step and we initiate you know our, our plan and we start training but it's nothing crazy you know we don't go and you know you you we you train with me so we don't go doing crazy workouts you know we just I just like to um just show women in particular that it's it's not hard you know to start on a journey like this you know just get comfortable with what your body can do just moving your body and you know with moving our body it's also it's helping our, our mind our mental health because when we exercise we release endorphins and we feel great and you know if you're not overexerting yourself you're waking up the next day and you're feeling great if you're it's and i'm speaking from personal experience you know if you're grueling yourself in the training and you wake up the next day and you feel like you can't walk for two weeks like i don't want to do that who wants to do that who wants to train like that and i do not want my clients to feel like that because what I'm all about is building healthy habits and something that we can sustain for life. So my clients aren't coming to me and I'm saying to them, yes, um, four weeks, I'm going to charge you this much and this is what's going to happen. It's what I'm doing is, you know, we're, we're creating a plan, but what we're doing is we're setting up for long-term goals. We're setting up for, for life. You know, we're building slow, we're just we're building a structure. So that's, 
kind of where I'm at initially. And I've only really been back in my personal training business since the end of last year. So I'd, and I've really only been back into business for three months. Um, but I am, you know, I'm, I'm inspired to kind of see where this takes me because I have such a passion for, for helping people and, you know, being of, being of help to people and making a difference in people's lives. And it's not, it's definitely far from it about, about what people look like. You know, that's the last thing that I want my clients to walk away feeling like. I want them to walk out of there feeling like they've just conquered the world and, you know, they can, they can take on whatever, you know, life throws at them. They, if they're going through a hard time. They can come and work out and they can, you know, come home and think, you know, I can, I can keep going. Like it's not, you know, it's not that bad. I've got a really good outlet. And that's, I think, what I believe and from my personal experience is what training gives me, that um, mental strength and, you know, a bit of purpose and something that makes me feel great. I've always got that to turn to at the end of a bad day. You know, I can always go to the gym for an hour and I come home and I, you know, I feel good. So, yeah. And um, that's definitely the vibe that I got from the very beginning. Um, I've been to, I was telling you, but <clears throat> been to a few boot camps and personal training things with um, friends of mine and hated every single minute of it and then hated every minute of the four or five days that followed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so admittedly after my first session, like I, w- I was sore, but I wasn't anything like I'd been before. Um, and then yeah. you know, I just look forward to it every week to the point where now, you know, I've gone from one a week to two a week. And then today I was like, you know what, I think in a couple of weeks I'm going to go to three a week. So it's good. And, and it, yeah. it's a completely different vibe with you. So you should be incredibly proud of what you've achieved and what you're building there because, you know, you do take a holistic approach and it is completely different to anything I've ever experienced before. And I can just tell just by being around you and in that space that it's not just about what people look like and everybody's progress is relative, you know, thinking about it a minute ago, talking about progress when I go each week, um, you know, I could compare myself to somebody who goes there and lifts 10 times as much, you know, weight as what I do. But to me, it's the same at this point in time. And it's the same as, you know, little achievements that coaching clients of mine um, have, you know, somebody who has really, really chronic anxiety, who say, for instance, going to the shopping centre on their own is something that they couldn't do anymore. To everybody else, which the majority of people, that's just a really simple task that they don't think about doing. But to this person, you know, like one, you know, one week or two weeks after they've had some coaching, all of a sudden they find that they're able to go to the shopping centre and not have a panic attack and feel really good about it, you know. But they, quite often we compare ourselves to what other people just naturally are able to do, but it's all relative and we need to definitely be proud of ourselves for how far we've come. And I don't like to live in the past or look back too much. You know, it can be really unhealthy, but it's really good to look back and see the progress that you've made. And quite often I say to you, is that the same, you know, size weight or is that the same resistance mm. as I've been doing? You're like, no, no, like I've increased it because there, it, it feels like every week I'm in the same place, but I'm actually not in the same place. So yeah, it's, it's really Absolutely. important. I think to, to remind ourselves of how far we've come the progress and that, our journey is ours and yeah how important it is to not to do our very best to just not compare ourselves to other people 
Absolutely. And I find, you know, I've got a couple of women who, you know, often say to me that, um, oh, you know, I'd really like to get here and I'd really like to get there. And I say to them, like, stop. And let's just take a look back 12 months ago because where you were 12 months ago, you could never have imagined yourself to be at this point that you are right now and look at you, you know. Don't look, don't look forward because we don't know what's forward. You know, all we know is what is here right now and what has been. And if we can take a reflective look back and look at how far we've come, that in itself is inspiring. So I'm constantly reminding my clients of that. Because don't look forward. You know, we're only looking back to just reflect and let's just embrace where we are right now and that's what I really love about it and it's really good for me as well it's, it kind of brings me back into myself um you know doing that so and like you would know coaching clients how how empowering and how liberating it is to be of service to somebody you know to help to help um, and guide people make really positive changes and have positive impacts on people's lives. Like I feel like that's what I was put on this earth to do was to, to do that, to serve because I get such, you know, an immense amount of gratitude um, when I'm in that space with my clients. So, yeah, absolutely. I completely relate to that. And, you know, I think that's what life is all about. It's about contributing. It's absolutely. about our journey and, you know, the lessons that we have to learn and, you know, life is not always easy and it's not always happy, but it's about turning those experiences into something positive and then giving back. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's the most rewarding thing. And it, it's, you, it's a really important, I think, too, to stay really grounded with it as well, because our ego can sometimes take off. I know I definitely got to a point when I first launched my business and, um, you know, first started coaching and was getting some really good results with clients. Like there's that part of us that wants that recognition, you know, likes that recognition too. But mm-hmm. when you, when it's your business, you have to put in the hard yards and you get to the point where it's like, okay, you know, I really need to work out what am I really doing this for now? Am I really doing this for the right reasons or am I doing it because, you know, I'm just going to be completely honest because there's a part of me that wants to hear that I've changed somebody's life. You know, do I want to hear that because of a good thing or do I want to hear that because I need that recognition? So that's definitely something that I had to think about because when it comes to your own business, it's only going to grow as much as you grow and you're only going to get out of it what you put into it. And when you're first starting off, a lot of the time you don't make any money. Everything that you do make goes back into it. And, you know, we have this this perception about being an entrepreneur and you know starting your own business (laughs) and what it's all about and again it's social media it's society it's what we see on the outside and I was definitely a bit naive I suppose going into it um Mm. but yeah just had to continue to remind myself to stay true to why I was there and just detach from the ego which is con it's a constant battle as human beings anyway um yeah, but it's, uh, I don't really know where I was going with that or why that came up, but um, yeah. yeah. Oh, about giving back, contributing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and the first, you know, the, the great thing about that though is that you can recognize that ego. You know where that's coming from. You know, so, you know, some people can travel through their whole life and not have any grips or understanding of their ego at all. And, you know, that, that can be harmful to other people. And 
I think that having that awareness of yourself and your ego is that's you know that's great just in itself to be able to sit back and recognize and say all right where is this coming from and yeah I think that self-awareness is key self-awareness is so important and you need to be able to call yourself out on your behavior you know none of us are perfect none of us no human being in this world is perfect everybody makes mistakes everybody you know goes through some some kind of journey and the I guess the most important part of that and from my personal experience is just having that awareness Mm -hmm. so important so yeah for sure Alrighty, so before we go, why don't you just share with everybody and let them know where they can find you, Facebook, web, Instagram? Sure. So I am on Facebook, Instagram, and I have a web page. So my Facebook page is Inspired Health Collective, if you just search that into the search bar. On Instagram, I'm also Inspired Health Collective. And my website is www.inspiredhealth.net.au. And um, if you want to get in touch with me directly, you can contact me via email. And that's just lucy at inspiredhealth.net.au. Fantastic. And I'll put links for all of those um, connections with this podcast as well so people can contact you. And I have no doubt they will want to because you're amazing. And oh. one last question I have for you. Sure. What is one thing we can do every day to be the best us? Live in our awareness, mm-hmm. you know, that, and I'm, you know, I'm still learning, I'm still learning and still living with that, but just being aware, you know, being aware of those thoughts that pop into our heads with, if it even be walking into a gym and um, being that self doubt starts to come in and, you know, you can kind of recognize where that's coming from when you have a little bit of self-awareness and yeah, self-awareness is key, you know, kindness, the way you treat yourself and also the way you're treating other people as well. It's, you know, it's so rewarding to just be kind and be Mm self-aware. And, you know, once you become aware, you then have the power to change, but you can't change something you're not aware of and it's not easy to look at ourselves and take responsibility but geez it's the best thing that you can possibly do when you do decide to do it so i completely agree and kindness absolutely absolutely kindness doesn't cost anything it doesn't cost anything to be a kind person and but you know that comes with the awareness as well Mm -hmm. that comes with the awareness of how you're treating yourself and how you're treating other people really determines that kindness factor i think um you know unaware people can sometimes tend to project their own um, hurt and hatred onto other people without even realizing it so yeah self-awareness is key and that's why I love the work that you do and I think that you're amazing (laughs) thank you right back at you thanks so much for your time I so appreciate you guesting on my podcast first one for 2019 how exciting look how exciting I I'm very appreciative that you chose me. Very grateful. I'll choose you all the time, every day. Oh, thank you, Becky. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Lucy. You're amazing. Thanks, um, Becky. I'm so grateful that we crossed paths and I'm so excited for what the future brings for you. I can just see such cool, amazing, wonderful things and I know that everybody's so lucky. Any and everyone who crosses your path and gets to work with you or get to know you or even just have a conversation. 
because you are completely kind Aww. and caring and aware and you're just a bright star. So thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you head over to iTunes, click subscribe and leave me a review. I'd also love to connect with you via social media. Just search Becky Taylor, Transformational Coach on all platforms and you'll find me. My website is beckytaylor.com and if you'd like to get in touch with me directly, shoot me an email on info at beckytaylor.com. Until next time, keep shining your light. Infinite love and gratitude.